grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It can feel like such a heavy burden, this call to carry the cross. It seems dour, difficult, deadly. Well, what we want is life. What we want is to live. And here, Jesus offers a word that sounds very much like death. Although for a moment, for a moment, there was a glimmer of optimism. Right before Jesus says this hard word about discipleship, things were looking up for him and the disciples. They were going out and there was a lot of healings and miracles. People were being brought back to life. Demons were being cast out. Crowds were growing. Everything was looking really good. Peter, Peter even figures out Jesus' identity. Finally, Peter gets something right. Ding, 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 ding. Things were looking up for the disciples. It's like they had found the cheat code for avoiding death, if only for just a moment. But then Jesus comes with a splash of ice cold water onto all of that. He tells the disciples that, listen, guys, I am going to be handed over, I'm going to be arrested, and I'm going to be killed. Things might look bright for just a, a split second here, but it's about to get really bleak. But wait, there's more. He goes on to say, and if you want to be my disciple, here's what it looks like. You need to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. No shortcuts. No cheat codes. We hear a word like this from our Lord, and it can feel like such a heavy burden. There's got to be some way of, of getting around it. There's got to be some way of avoiding this deathly destiny. I was listening to a, a podcast recently in which the host was asking this question in a sense, albeit from a very worldly perspective. What she did in the course of the conversation is she, she was doing this thought experiment of how to do a duel with death. Is there some way that we, as modern humans, could win a chess match against the Grim Reaper? And so in order to do this, to, to carry out this thought experiment, she gathered a bunch of, of smart people around here, just scientists, of course. She didn't want any theologians or pastors. Nobody ever invites the pastors into these conversations. What can I say? But for each of them, she was asking this question, like, okay, what do we got to do in order to beat death? And they're like, well, the first thing that's going to happen is an accident might get you. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'll just, I'll wrap myself in bubble wrap, and I'll just stay in my house all the time. Like, I, I can avoid any sort of accidents. They're like, okay, well, you might avoid accidents, but then there's diseases that can get you whether or not you ever go out. And she's like, okay, well, wait a second. What if I just eat really healthy all the time? Okay, it's just superfoods. You know, it's only avocados and bran flakes for me. That's it. And I'll be exercising. I'll have my Peloton in my house, and I'll just be exercising all the time. Diet and exercise, disease is not going to get me. And the, the people who are talking to her are like, well, then there's the long game. There's aging, and aging is, is catching up to everyone. And she's like, oh, have you not paid attention to the news? Technology is saving us now. We've got AI. We've got all sorts of things. There's, there's transplants. Pretty soon you'll be able to upload your brain to the cloud. Like, we can beat aging and on and on. It goes as she is doing this duel with death, trying to, to win this chess match until finally, God bless him, finally, a physicist 
starts to sound like St. Paul and says to her, in effect, listen, sister, flesh and blood as it is right now cannot live forever. It just can't. The way that creation is currently constituted, it's almost like, and this was his word, he said it's almost like there's planned obsolescence, like death is built right into it. Checkmate. Well, I was listening to this podcast and a couple of thoughts came to mind. The first one was that, wow, this host is totally demonstrating what Jesus said in our reading here, this rhetorical question that Jesus asked where he's like, hey, what will a person give in exchange for their life? What will a person do in order to keep on clinging to this life? And the answer to that is they'll give anything. They'll do anything in order to save their skin, right? I mean, people say this sort of thing. Your health is everything. Your life is everything. You've got to do whatever you've got to do in order to, to rescue, to save your life. And the woman in this podcast was really demonstrating that. But the second thought I had, the second even more significant thought I had, is that, you know what? Actually, this call of Christ to carry the cross, to die. It's not a heavy burden at all. In fact, it's the most natural thing in the world. A blessing, really. But how so? Let me try to walk you through my thought process here a little bit. Put it this way. Is dying surprising? At this point, not really. Death is inevitable and unavoidable. There aren't any cheat codes. There aren't any shortcuts. And what makes matters worse is the more that we try to cling to this mortal life, it tends just to make us miserable and really frustrated. So we try to hold on to life as it is right now. It doesn't lead to more life. It leads to just death by a thousand paper cuts. It doesn't make anything any better. And so we're not surprised, or we shouldn't be surprised by death and dying in this world. We, we can't get around it. And so what's the message of Jesus here? The message of our Lord Jesus to you and me is, listen, guys, you're dying already. Let go. Quit trying to cling to this life as it currently is, because it only leads to death. Let go and lean on me, who am the source of life. Well, I think of it like this. It's almost as though, if I can put it this way, Jesus offers a little bit of sanctified self-interest. He appeals to our sanctified self-interest. And what I mean by that is he's like, listen, what do you guys want? You want life, right? You want to live. And Jesus is saying to us, cool, cool, like, I want life for you too, but you don't understand. I don't want life for you as it is right now. That leads only to death. What I want for you is abundant life. What I want for you is eternal life. What I want for you is the life that never ends, that is immortal and indestructible and imperishable. That's the life that I want for you, see. He's appealing, in a sense, to our sanctified self-interest. We want life. Jesus is like, I want life for you too, but let me show you how it comes. See, the mechanism for life is death. It's the most natural thing in the world. If you'll let yourself go and trust in me to lead you there. 
What's surprising in this life is not dying. We know that it comes for us all. But what's surprising, what is great and glorious good news, in fact, is that even though we die, yet we shall live. What is surprising, what is great and glorious good news is that death does not have the last word, but our Lord Jesus does. What is surprising, what is great and glorious good news is that in this world of sin, where everything is pushing toward the grave, where it seems like there is no escape and there's no avoiding it, even though we die, when we cling to Christ, we shall live, live eternally, an eternal life that starts right now. Amen? This is what we have in Jesus. But wait, there's more. Because the message of our Lord Jesus is, follow me, follow me. Why is that significant? He doesn't say to you and me, you know, like he's Mark Cuban on Shark Tank, right? Arms crossed, across his chest, like, hey, impress me. He doesn't say that. Yeah, and say, sell me, right? Appease me. He doesn't say, lead me. He says, Follow me. Follow me. In other words, follow me in the way that leads to life. Follow me where I have already blazed the trail for you. Follow me through the grave and out the other side. See, St. Paul reminded us in the epistle reading we heard a moment ago that God shows his love for us in this, that Jesus gave his life not for all the good guys, not for all the, the pious people, but when we were enemies of God, when you and I were, were ungodly, that's when he doesn't say. When we were pushing back against him, he was pushing through for us. And while you and I were denying him, he was dying for you and for me. That's how God shows his love for us in this. That Jesus lays down his life precisely for his enemies in order to make them friends. And then his call, his summons to us is come Come, follow me. Carry your cross. Lay down your life. Belong to me. It's as if he's saying, listen, guys, I'm the one who's already been through all of this already. I know what it means to carry the cross. And so piggyback onto me. I'll bring you through, see? Piggyback onto me. Cling to me, and I will carry you through to life eternal. That's the promise that we have in Jesus. And I need to be careful with this. This carrying of the cross, this laying down our life and following him, it is a burden. It is a burden. It's a burden to say you're sorry when you'd rather not. It's a burden to say I forgive you when you'd rather hold on to a grudge. It's a burden to put off that sense of immediate gratification in order to wait for God's better for you. It's a burden sometimes to have to reprioritize, to shake everything up in order to keep God at the forefront of your life. It's a burden in so many ways to follow our Lord, to prioritize faith, to take up our cross and follow him. It's a burden. But listen, it's not a heavy burden. And I'll go so far as to say it's a blessing. Because the same Christ who says, take up your cross and follow me, is the same one who says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you life. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That same Jesus 
calls you and me to come after him, to carry this light load of following after our Lord Jesus on the way that leads to life, to piggyback on him, and in so doing, well, to live like weasels. Now, some of you are already wondering what's the deal with the picture on the front, and now I shall answer for you. One of my favorite authors, I've, I've uh, read from her before, shared things from her before, is a, a gal named Annie Dillard. And she has an essay about weasels. And some of you know from firsthand experience, weasels are fierce little creatures, right? Some of you are nodding your heads like, yes, we have learned that. They're small. They're just a pound, a couple of pounds, but they are fierce creatures. When they get their, their little fangs into something, they do not let go. And they're quick. They're quick and they are mean. They're fast moving, they get you, and boom, they fasten on you, and they will not let their prey go. So Annie Dillard, she tells a story of a man who once, he shot down a, a bird of prey from out of the sky, some kind of raptor, and he, he shot it down, and when it came down, he was amazed at what he found. When it came down, what he found was the skeleton of a dead weasel, fastened, fixed to the side of the bird. And I read this story, I thought, this is, this is so incredible that what they imagine, the theorize, is that the, the bird came down, swooping down, thinking it was getting an easy meal, right? And that weasel, being a weasel, quick, turned around, grabbed onto the bird, grabbed onto the, whatever it might be, the hawk or something, is flying up to the sky. And then you just picture the weasel just kind of hanging there, <laughs> not letting go, just clinging that thing, thinking, okay, I've got my dinner, until, you know, the bird is just slowly eating it itself, but the weasel never, ever lets go. It just keeps clinging for dear life. See? And in this essay, in reflecting on that scene, Annie Dillard writes this. She says, this is yielding, not fighting. A weasel doesn't attack anything. A weasel lives as he's meant to, yielding at every moment to the perfect freedom of single necessity. And she says, I think it would be well and proper and obedient and pure to grasp your one necessity and not let him go, to dangle from him limp wherever he takes you. Then even death, where you're going no matter how you live, cannot you part. Incidentally, I asked Becky to find a picture of a weasel for the cover, and that's what she found. It's a true picture. This is before AI, and this is not a, a Photoshopped photo. It's an actual guy. So you can see the idea of a weasel clinging to a bird for dear life. Now, why do I share this with you? Truth to tell, we are all of us weasels, are we not? We're all of us weasels looking for some shortcut, some cheat code, some way of avoiding or escaping the inevitable. The story is told of W.C. Fields, the 20th century humorist. When he was near death, one day a friend of his came in, and Fields was a famous atheist, and he found W.C. Fields reading his Bible, and he was like, this is surprising. What are you doing reading a Bible? And he says, looking for loopholes. We're weasels, all of us. So here's my message for you this morning. Live like a weasel. Live like a weasel. 
Cling to Christ. Bind yourself to Christ like a burr to its sleeve, is how Katie Von Bora put it. Like a burr to the sleeve of your Lord Jesus. Like a weasel on its prey. Cling to him. Fasten yourself. Fix yourself to him. And do not let him go, even while he never, ever lets go of you. Hold fast to him and know that as you do, as you take up this cross and follow him, it is a burden to be sure, but it is not a heavy burden because his yoke is easy, his burden is light, and he is the one who is bearing you all this life long. He is carrying you through to life and life eternal so that now death, where you and I are going, no matter how we live, will not be able to pry you away from the Savior who has claimed you as his own. So take up your cross, come to Christ, follow him, Live like a weasel. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We stand to confess our faith.